Good evening, folks, and welcome to the Gridiron Crew podcast. This is your preview crew, and I'm your host, Dan Connor. To make sure you don't miss any of our content, drop us a follow on our socials, uh, sub on YouTube, and we're also available where I'll get all your podcasts. Joining me this week uh, to peek in, to see what's in store for week three are some of the finest members of the crew. He's got his musket cleaned and he's loaded and he's ready to take aim at week three. It's Pat's fan, Scud. How you doing? I'm good, buddy. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah. How you get on? I'm not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Next, his players are racking up the points all over the place, getting wins for everyone. Unfortunately, it's only in fantasy league and not real life. It's Higgins fan, Craig. How are things, Craig? I not bad, Dan. Not bad at all. Looking, looking forward to getting the first first win of the season under a belt this weekend. Fingers crossed. <laughs> oh, me that a wee bit. And finally, something that's a bit of an endangered species. Forget your Siberian tiger. It's your Canadian Bengal. Stu, are you all good? I'm doing great. How about you, Dan? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. Good stuff. As always, guys, we'll start with our kickoff question. I made it quite an easy one this week, so we don't have to do too much thinking. What's your favourite NFL or American football themed film and why? Stu, we'll start with yourself. Oh, I'm going completely off the rails here. Oh. Um, so, yeah. like, not like you. I know, not like me at all. And uh, <laughs> I was hoping you were going to do me last just because it's not actually really American football, but. Whenever American football movies get mentioned, I always think of this one first off. Um, and it's mainly just because of the, the helmets and the uniforms. And my movie of choice is 1975's uh, version of Rollerball, starring James Caan. I don't know if any of you lads have watched Rollerball. If not, it's yeah, one, of the most, it. one of the most like fantastically, ridiculously, over-the-top, violent, um, you know, but also kind of well-shot sci-fi futuristic movies that involve a game so anyway rollerball if you're not familiar with it it's kind of like roller derby but also like american football and that you have teams going around they have a ball they need to take the ball and score so i guess it's also a bit like basketball because you put it in a basket but there's also guys on motorbikes as well who try to stop you scoring and people die and uh you know the whole point in the game is that there is one player who has kind of broken the sport in a Tom Brady-esque manner and that he just keeps going even though he's older he's still winning and the whole point in rollerball is meant to be that it's a team sport that no individual can be bigger than the game and uh, Jonathan E who's the main player uh, he he sort of kind of breaks the game and anywho if you've never watched it go out and watch rollerball it's totally worth it and you two will be chanting Jonathan Jonathan <laughs> at the end of it it's great Dude, I, will, I will give that a watch is your your recommendations to you? You told me a few weeks ago about robot jocks that I'd never heard. Wow, oh, fantastic! Before, which <laughs> we'll was, talk about which was another outstanding film. It's totally un NFL related, but it looked incredible. So your film recommendations, I'm, I'm definitely going to give it a watch. We, we, do you know what? We should have like a kind of 1960s, 70s, 80s pulp crappy movie podcast on the side so yeah. let's, let's, let's <laughs> fill that let's fill that away boys and uh like a pin in that one go on then Craig what's your choice oh right I was I was racking my brains because I've got there, there's so many that are cracking but I've I've plumped for this one because um it's it's probably in my top top five like just films in general as far as NFL films I just I just love it Jerry Maguire Absolutely love watching Jerry Maguire because <laughs> Cameron Crow. The, the the thing about Jerry Maguire is for me, anyway, it's it's the soundtrack that I love as much as the actual film. 
because I also love Almost Famous, which is another one of my absolutely like top films that that he did. Um, but I, I just love it. Like, I, how can you not want Rod Tidwell to get that contract and to do well? You're just you're just rooting for him like the whole film, where he's like at the very beginning, you know, he's doing waterbed commercials and all sorts. He's got ant problems in his house, and he's just got Jerry Maguire as his agent, who's also you know just starting out on his own after getting fired at the start of the film. It's just a total underdog story. Like just, just about any NFL film really is is an underdog story. But that's yeah. what I love about it. Um yeah and just I mean come on it's show me the money. It's awesome. You can't you can't not <laughs> like Jerry Maguire. It's it's probably the one NFL related film as well that I can sit down with a missus and watch it and she'll enjoy it as well. Because any other time I've said oh come on sit down and we'll watch We'll watch Remember the Titans or Gridiron Gang or any of these other ones, but no, nah, no, nah, they're watching it. Whereas if I see that, she'll go, Hi, hi, give that a watch. So <laughs> that's my choice anyway. Show me the money. Excellent choice. There's many to choose from, but I, I thought I was going off the ball with mine, Stu, but you, I kind of did yours. <laughs> um, no, mine's is The Replacements back, Keanu Reeves, oh, one of the early films. Yeah. Mostly because the one scene in the jail. <laughs> When they're singing I Will Survive, they're dancing to I Will Survive, I just honestly wet myself every time I see it. But no, it's yeah. I love Last I love movie. them all. Um, remember the remember the Titans and all that. There's lots of good films, but I love the replacements. Yeah. I thought I was going to go off ball, but you beat me still. Well done. Right, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to me, this has got to the point where the draft where I thought there's no way somebody's going to fall to me. And I thought I never thought this answer was actually going to get to me. <clears throat> Mine's just any given Sunday. Yeah, uh, that, yeah. If I if I was stuck. Yeah, if I was sticking to an actual football movie, movie that one definitely would have been up there uh, yeah, yeah. for me because I absolutely love that movie as well. I remember mm-hmm. the first time I saw it, like uh, I would have been in university, and um, it totally at that point in time I'd actually fell out or fell away from the NFL a little bit. It was before Scud, you and Danny, and that kind of get back into kind of our or I guess uh, like our other friend Shaney's life and mm-hmm. started coming in the, the flat. And you guys were wearing your Pats jerseys, so that kind of reignited my my passion a little bit too but i remember watching any given sunday and just being like hey, well, i need to get back into this sport because like i absolutely love it yeah yeah it's just just an amazing i mean the speech alone is worth being mm-hmm. watching for i mean but the film itself i think it's just a cracking film i mean good cast as well uh on the same topic before we go any further he's actually seen the story of the whole the michael orr story mm-hmm. and he's how he's suing the family and all that have you seen all this yep it's crazy isn't it? Huh? we're not going to get into detail of it but if you've not seen it, look it up. Michael was suing the family. They adopted him or fostered him because they took advantage of him. It's a crazy story. Uh-huh. Um, cool. Yeah, have a look it up if, uh, if you've not read the story yet. Okay, as I said earlier on, guys, we'll be previewing five of this week's games. And for a change, we actually have three homer picks to cover. It was going to be four, but we won't punish Stu and talk about making stuff with his Thank you, thank you. <laughs> It would actually been five because Gav was meant to go to talk about the Giants, so we did a full house tonight. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so game one, we're going to start with the Thursday night football game. So it's the Giants at the 49ers. Um, so we'll get a wee bit of news before we get into it. So Barkley is out, Ben Beredson's out, and Andrew Thomas is out for the Giants. Ayuk's questionable for the 49ers. 49ers are 2 0, and the Giants are 1 and 1 after that comeback last week. Um, where do they see this one being won and lost, Craig? For me, there's there's only one answer to this one. Um, I mean, the Giants week one got absolutely 
mown down by the Cowboys. I mean, it, it was an absolute beating that they had. Um, I think I raised a few eyebrows because last season you you watched the Giants under under Debo and you thought, okay, they're starting to look like they've they've turned a the corner. They're they're improving. Um, and then I start the season, you thought, oh, geez, this 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 wasn't quite what everyone expected. Um, Cowboys yeah. looked brilliant. Um, and then week two, you thought, okay, they're going to bounce back. They're playing the cards, and the, let's be honest, the, the cards. Nobody's really expecting much from the Cardinals. There's been a bit of a tire fire. Um, and the, when they went so far behind in the first half of that game, you really did wonder what on earth is going on here. What, what has gone wrong? Um, and then it's just, okay, they, they came back and they won the game. But losing Saquon, that's absolutely massive for the Giants. It, it really is. Yeah. Um, I, I think they are going to... He, he would have been the one weapon that you would want to have playing against the 49ers because the 49ers are just, they're so dangerous. Um, they've got so many uh, weapons and even even their defence as well. It's, it's it's really something that they're going to struggle up against, I think. Um, they've they've got Matt Breida um, obviously going back to um, his former stomping ground, but I, I, I can't I see him doing the business, to be honest. I just, I don't think they're going to have enough. Um, I don't yeah. think they've got the depth there to, to, to have the beating of the 49ers and I can't see it going any other way. The fact they struggled to beat that, say, that poor poor Cards team, they're now coming up against an even tougher op- uh, opposition this week. So, now nah, for me, it's it's only one answer, and it's the 49ers. Yeah, going to Santa Clara, you really need to have all your best players playing and at the bit, top of their game. So, to not even have your best players playing is going to be a big struggle. Uh, Stu, can you see this going any other way? To be honest, no, I cannot. Like um, the main takeaway, or the the main kind of point I was looking at for this game was actually just the quarterback. And I know we all kind of saw we still call Mister Irrelevant, but Brock Purdy, um, he's sitting. He, you know, we're only at two games into the season, but right now he's sitting number one in uh, the league for QBR rating, um, comfortable or not comfortably, but only the only player that's within touching distance of him is your own Dak Prescott. Uh, so Brock Purdy's sitting at 86.6 for QBR rating. Daniel Jones, Mr. Dimes, he's down, kind of predictably so, uh, kind of round about the midpoint, um, 20th overall in the league with a rating of only 51.4. And of course, like that is probably partly because he was absolutely dross in the first game and the half of the season. So I guess maybe the Giants' only hope is if they turn up with second half against the Cardinals, Daniel Dimes who seem to all of a sudden be able to throw passes and things and have the ball land near receivers instead of overthrowing them every single time. But no, honestly, I I think the, the Niners, are they should have this lockdown, especially with Barkley out, because Saquon, he was such a big part of that comeback against the Cardinals, yeah. and to have him injured yeah. for this week, I can't. it's not going to be easy. Yeah, I mean, Saquon was a big part of how they turned it around last year as well. He just hit form, and that's one of the reasons why they turned it around last season as well. Um, it's got the, the Giants, so last week, were the Cardinals just really good? The Giants really bad? And it flip? What, what's, what's to me, I just think the Giants were... I don't think the Cardinals were any good, to be honest with you. They're doing better than I thought. I'll give them that. I'm not going to deny I thought they are going to be a much bigger tyre fire than what they are. But... If you can't go and beat them comfortably there and you want to get to the playoffs, then there's something wrong. Um, and you go back to week one when Dallas destroyed them. I think, no offence to yourself, Dan, but I think San Francisco are a better team and stronger on both sides of the ball. Maybe not as much in defence, but I think 
if McCa- if that Dallas ran the ball on them, what's McCaffrey going to do to them? So yeah. I just don't see any other way out apart from a doing. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, long before. yeah, I mean, obviously, as I um, hope for 49ers win. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I mean, in that first game of the season, I, I would have done a lot of the lifting for us. I mean, Dak Prescott was only about 140 yards or something like that. Um, so I came up against another, probably one of the, the second biggest best defence in the league, maybe in the top three anyway. In the first three weeks of the season, you're really going to struggle if you're not on your game and you've not got your best running back there anyway. Yeah, I can't see going any other way than the 49ers winning. I think they could. I don't think they'll get as, as bad as week one was for them, but I think this could be another bit of a shocker for the Giants and it's going to be a tough way back from them from, from own three. Um, yeah, I think they're going to struggle as well. All right, next we're going to go to New Jersey. So it's the Patriots at the Jets. Uh, Scud your Patriots away to the Jets. Um, so use our own uh, two as well. Um, Jets records are relevant because we know the big story over there still is Rogers missing. So no point talking about anything else with the Jets because that's all we're going to talk about all season. There's always we would have won, we would have done this. <laughs> exactly. But they don't have Aaron Rodgers. And use our own two. Where's this game going? To me, the last 14 games will tell you the story, to be honest with you, mate. Um, they've not played a governor's in the last 14 games, so is that seven years? They've not won a game against the Patriots. Um, I can't see another of them walking away with another win, to be honest with you, and it could be seen as a homer pick or whatever, but they've not got a quarterback. Russell, no, Russell Wilson. Um, Wilson. Zach, Zach Wilson. <laughs> Zach Wilson sees ghosts. Zach Wilson sees ghosts, but he's he's not come anywhere near Patriots at all. And to me, your defense is better than it's been in the last couple of years. I think Belichick's got the defense he wants. I understand the Jets have got a good day as well. That's understandable, but it's a bad day when I'm saying we've got more weapons than them going forward. Um, I, I much prefer they've got a good run game. I'll give them that. But apart from that. I don't see him being able to throw the ball on us at all. Yeah. Um, but no, if we I actually did some things, but if we win this, that'll be and I was equal on the record of the most consecutive wins against the division team. Because we've done that against the Bills before. We got to 15 wins, but it's 14 and out with them. So no, it'll be interesting to see. But I said I was there last year for the punt return touchdown. I was in Gillette Stadium watching that last year. So <laughs> Um, that also, classic game, that classic matchup. <laughs> when you're in the Gillette Stadium, you're, I was going to say half cut, but let's be fair, I was pushed. It was I was going to ask you um, if you remember the end of that game. <laughs> I remember shouting very loudly. <laughs> <laughs> that counts, that counts. <laughs> but no, it was surreal when I was saying, being there and seeing that last year was tremendous. So I can't see going anywhere, really, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. Obviously, and it'll be good to hear what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, I've pulled a couple of stats up before we came on there. So the Jets' offense, something that we all know in NFL is, is huge in terms of getting wins as third down conversions. The Jets are six from twenty-three. That's very poor. Ooh, yeah. I mean, if you can't if you can't convert a third down, that's like one in twenty-five percent, really. I mean, that's that's tough. Um, Zach Wilson's thrown for 310 yards across two games. I'm going to count him as playing two full games because the Rodgers only Aye, it, it, so, I mean, yeah. And his completion rate's 54.2. So you're really going to need to up that before those stats before you get anywhere near 
Yeah, he's... Yeah, so that that fifty four point two, just to kind of drive that, how bad that is, how, just to drive it home, that is the worst completion rate of the thirty two quarterbacks that have played. Yeah, and then the only person that's close to him for is uh, Deshaun Watson with fifty five point one. So just shows you two of the yeah. worst down there at the bottom. Yeah, that's that's not great when you're coming in and giving you an opportunity that your number one quarterback's out. And it's not that he's not got the offence round about him, because he has. I mean, they have got a great offence. I mean, that, that's something I, I looked at a minute ago that kind of astounded me, that Zach Wilson has more rushing yards this season than, um, I completely forgot his name. Who's a running back? Not Brees Holliard. Dalvin Cook. Cook. Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Zach yep. Wilson has more rushing yards so far this season than Dalvin Cook. He also, <laughs> Zach Wilson also only has two touchdowns to four interceptions. He leads the league in interceptions as well. Wow. So yeah. uh, Pat's Pat's defense could be a, a strong pick in fantasy for whoever's doing defenses later on. I think Zach Wilson's against yeah. us. Zach Wilson's four 0 against the Patriots. I think he's scored two touchdowns but seven interceptions. Uh, well, <laughs> he's on track. He's <laughs> on track to do well again. <laughs> Is that going any other way? <laughs> so I want to like see Stevenson and uh, um, Zeke. Oh, my mind's gone totally blank there. Elliot. Elliot. Jeez, oh, yeah. I want to. I want to see how they both get on because um, they've not. They've not been like week, weeks one and two so far. I think we've seen seen enough of them yet to see how um, he's going to. How Belichick's going to play them. Um, for the remainder of the season, but this this game might be might be a good opportunity to see how they go on. Say as a, as a one-two punch in the ground, so I uh, see how see how Zeke fails. Yeah, so, so we all we all seen Patriots for this one then. Yep, I think so. <laughs> That's two games, and we've been unanimous so far. I think I hopefully we're about to make it three games. <laughs> so Cowboys at the Cardinals. So let's have a wee chat about that. So uh, yeah, a good start to the season for us. A very massive season starter for the, the defense. It's been it's been unbelievable. I mean, well, I knew we had a good defense, and I think everybody knew we had a good defense. Mm-hmm. But what they've done in the first two games has been frankly ridiculous. Um, plus seven in turnovers already after two games. Uh, not we've not given up a turnover on the, the offensive side of the ball. Uh, five interceptions, uh, four four forced fumbles, with two were recovered, and ten sacks already this season. I mean, I know we did play against the two New York teams, and that might not be a great measure, but that's a that's a great start to the season for your defense. Um, there was also a lot of hype coming out of the season about what can they do, and uh, I mean, as we said, the Giants finished last season in, in good form, so people were expecting that to continue. Uh, and that week one blowout just kind of set the stall for, for us. Uh, on the offensive side of the ball, we've not had to do a lot because the defense has done so well. Um, Prescott's doing what he needs to do. Paul Arts had a good start to the season. We're missing Brandon Cooks, I think. Is he, I'm not sure if he's back in this week or not. Um, but as we still pointed out just before we came on here, uh, Trayvon Diggs has left training on crutches today, which which is not good news, but we do have a, a good bit of cover there. Uh, on the other side of the field, the Cardinals, I think we all predicted them to be the biggest dumpster fire this season. The Bears seem to be trying to challenge them for that at the moment. <laughs> 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 for, many, for, for, for many reasons, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I predicted the Cardinals would, have, would be the, the number one draft pick next season. I, I still think mm-hmm. they will be, but putting that bit of fight up against the Giants, 
it's hard to barely reflect whether that was the Cardinals turning up or whether it was the Giants not turning up. But um, I can see this being another heavy win for us. Uh, I don't know, not quite on the level of the Giants, I don't think, but I, I can see us winning this very, very comfortably. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, Scud? Sorry, I didn't hear you, mate. Sorry. Right. Um, no, I, I can't. I, th- I, can't I, I thought you were just. Uh, I thought you were just uh, so deep in thought there, Scud. You, <laughs> you just were like, I, I have nothing to say about the the Cardinals. Was I, I thought the way that was going to head there, but well, I generally won't. So I'll keep it short. Can't say anything other than a Dallas win. To be honest with you, that's probably going to be one of the biggest blowouts of the weekend, in my opinion. Um, they've got nothing. Well, hopefully that continues and grows and grows. I think that's the only thing. If he keeps on getting, we know what that can get to. If he keeps on growing and comes into it, last year he finished wobbly. So if he just builds up his confidence and gets better through the rest of the start of this season, I say it's a good three games for Dallas at the start of the season to get their confidence up. So I can't see anything else other than a blowout. Is Cooks back in yet? Have you did you say that? I need to double check. I can't remember. It's still questionable. Have, I, I did have the new report. I'll check him just now. Uh, I've got injury yeah. report. The thing is, it's because of the games, it's like, because you're Thursday night, nobody's really committing to what's happening. Ah, yeah, I know, it's hard. But him being uh, available is a good thing for Dallas because yeah. it just gives them that wee bit more on the, over the top. Yeah, lim- he was limited in training today. So, was at it. Um, okay. yeah, he was limited in training. Adoga was limited. Jerry and Kers and Zach Martin didn't practice. Tyler Question. was limited and Donovan Wilson was full practice, but uh, Zach Martin's probably just Get a day off. Aye. Dan, I was going to say though, like also because it is Arizona this week, I don't know if I would rush Cooks in kind of thing because you should, in theory, have enough horses there to win this yeah. one yeah. fairly easily. So if the, guy's, if the guy's coming back for an MCL sprain and he's done a limited practice this week, if I'm the, the Cowboys, I would just say to him, I know you want to play because he probably yeah. does. Sorry, man, you're not going this week. Like, wait one more because who are you playing yeah. next week? Yeah. Yeah, there's, there's or, no or, bring, or bring him in if you're looking comfortable. If you're, you know, fourth quarter and it's the game's gone, you want to just get him on for a, a few steps. Nah, nah, game's gone. Don't don't even play. I would just, I would have him sitting. He'd be in the stand for me this week or on the sideline with a jersey on, but no pads. Just like kind of, you know, gene the boys up. Topping came in. Topping came in done a good job last week. So exactly. So just have him. There's enough there. I mean, yeah. And we've got a good depth wide receiver. I mean, the quality might not be there, but as I guess the Cardinals, CD Lamb, Turpin, Michael Gallup. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, that should be enough to beat the Cardinals, I would say. Just going back to what you're yeah. saying about Dak Prescott. I mean, obviously last season they got off to an absolute flyer uh, at the start of the season, but I think what's good this year, because the D has done so well, Dak's not ha- going ha- having to go and win games. He's not having to, to, to do that. And I think taking that bit of pressure off him maybe helps a wee bit. Or you say it's going to build him up a wee bit rather than getting off to that absolute flyer and setting the expectations really high. I mean, start of the season, if somebody said to you, the Cowboys are going to be the Giants 40 nothing, but that Prescott's only going to have 140 yards, you'd be like, I'm talking about That's just not going to happen. So, yeah. Uh, Bad for fantasy, trust yeah. me. <laughs> 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 well, uh, Craig, what's your thoughts on this? I just just the, sh- the sheer amount of points that Dallas are managing to put up, you know, 70 points in two games. And like you say, Dak hasn't had to carry that team yet. 
you know, they've not really come up against much of a challenge. And, and that's where the schedule's been really kind, that they've built this momentum, like you say. You, you, you look at this week three, and it's probably going to it's gonna come back and bite us all, isn't it? Like we're saying, oh, yeah, couldn't, couldn't ask for a better matchup. <laughs> Watch what happens. It'll be like a shock in the cards that we didn't expect. But I don't see it happening. I think the Cowboys are, are going to steamroll this game as well. Um, and it's all about building that momentum, building that confidence. That's, that's key, because you see what happens when... When, when there's so many teams sitting at one two that have had such tough starts to the season and it just becomes that you know that uphill battle to try and get back into contention as far as the division's concerned everything else um it's still early days and the season's now a game longer so one two for those teams that have had a tough start isn't a disaster but the cowboys sitting at two and oh and getting into this third game full of confidence um is, is massive you know if they can keep that going then you're going to struggle to see you know any, any other team um, kind of contending with them, going toe to toe with them. Yeah, I mean, you say about the schedule, but the schedule being good and favourable for us. If you think about it, the start of the season, though, away Giants in the Meadowlands would have been a tough one. Yeah. Jets, we are in Rodgers, would have been that was why it was prime time. It be a good game. So, it wasn't the easiest. The Cardinals were always going to be a dumpster fire, but those first two games on paper should have been really tough. I mean, at the start of the season, you looked at it. So, to come away from those two games. The way we have, I can't find the start. I was trying to find it if anybody's ever had such a big points differential after the first two weeks of the season, but I can't seem to go through. So what you mean is, you mean is the end ever the easy start to the season like you've had? That's what you really meant to say. Yeah, I mean, I, even I don't have that number to hand, uh, Dan. <laughs> just uh, the one thing I will say, just also to ease your mind a little bit, Smudger, as a fellow mm-hmm. Owen two team um something i was going to share the other oh this is my statistic of the week basically we'll throw it in now the, the whole thing of um you know of teams that have started owing to only 11 percent in history have ever managed to make the playoffs but i'm going to put a giant asterisk there that's the risk yep. thing because that's like of all time you're basically talking about from last year the bengals managed it we went on to to start the year and then made mm-hmm. the playoffs but it's now a 17-game season. So yeah, going on to the 17-game season, that's the asterisk because it's it's yeah. slight. I mean, it's not that much easier, but no. it's still slightly easier than it has been. So, you know, if you go into, you do have a chance. Um, for the Cardinals, though, they're going to. I, I'm with you, Dan. I think they're probably in the running for first overall, and as they yeah. should be. But I will give them props because, I mean, again, I watched that game and I think I spoke about it in the, the review show. Arizona actually impressed me just in the, the sense that I went, you know what, they're you know, they're professionals. They're going out there and they're doing their job and they've got guys like James Connor, like who he was putting his all into it and he kind of basically put the team in his back and literally ran and carried them kind of thing, even with those old ankles that people maybe had question marks about before. But the last three years he's been fine in Arizona. But um mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're having they're kind of having that classic uh, going for first overall pick season where they're competitive enough. That probably if I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm maybe after those two losses, like, ah, you know what? Like, yeah, we're losing. We expected this, but it's nowhere near as bad as we thought it was going to be. So we almost you know, won a game. <laughs> we almost won a game. If the G Men had just continued to do what they were doing in the first half, like, you know, maybe yeah. we would have won. But but uh, this week, though, I honestly, I can't see anything but the, the Cowboys winning, like, uh, even with Cooks out and even with Diggs, can I possibly be injured now? Yeah, just well, well, anybody, anybody watching the podcast, yeah, mate, I've seen my face when I looked at my phone there. I'll read out uh, the rap sheets tweet that you just sent out. 
Well, that's uh, a bit yeah. Raymond Diggs gets an MRI on his knee. The concern is ACL based on initial tests. Mm. Doesn't he sound good? No. Doesn't he sound good, Dan? No, actually. Now, here's a question um, that I'm just going to, again, derail this entire pod and stop us from <laughs> continuing on the merry path that we're meant to be on. But it's something that I've kind of I've been having this thought over the last few years. There's been, especially over the last decade, there's been this trend where teams in preseason haven't been playing their starters. And I know the Bengals are especially guilty of this. You don't play mm-hmm. your starters in preseason because you're worried that they're going to get injured. Yeah. Now, over the first few weeks of this season, and now going into week three, we're yeah. seeing more and more injuries uh-huh. like happening. How much of this is possibly because, I mean, I know you could say, oh, these injuries might have happened in preseason instead. But at the same time, I think there's a lot to be said in sport at any level where if you're not actually playing in game conditions, you're kind of increasing your odds of getting an injury once yeah. you actually end up. You know, I mean, with the exception of Chubb, like that, that was a, that's, you know, that's, that's, an, free, that's an impact injury. That's not yeah. an ACL or, a, you know, that's not an on your own injury. So it's just something I've been kind of thinking about over the last couple of weeks where I'm going, are we maybe going too far the other way? Yeah. That's a great point. He was injured pre-season, though. Like he was yeah. struggling with that calf injury, like for a for a while. So and it, it yeah. looks like it's probably possibly going to be aggravating him for a while. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm not so sure on that one. But you're right; there have been there seems to have been anyway. The past two weeks, the, the number of injuries that have been occurring, yeah. it, it does seem bigger and, and and more frequent. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's like an, an recency bias, maybe. But <laughs> yeah, exactly. It could be. Could be soccer, you, know, you never hear players playing without a preseason. Now they get a preseason and play games and build their fitness up for that exact reason, so that they're fitting their yeah. bodies ready to get into those conditions. If you're going basically from training to get into game conditions, the speed and everything, the hits, everything. It's mm-hmm. harder. I think we'll stick that out in the socials to see what they think. I point. see what other people think. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great point. Right. So we'll move on. Where are we at? My notes up. Right. So next we're going to go. The battle of the unexpected own twos and a new running back for the Vikings. Craig, give us your wisdom on who goes one and two after this game. It's an interesting one. For, for me, this game this weekend is, is a coin flip. And when you look at the you look at the odds and, and who the who the money's on, it's pretty much gone back and forth as the week's gone on. Um Chargers started as slight favourites. Now it's one of the things are slight favourites, but I uh, for me that this I think could end up being I think entertainment wise, I think this is gonna be a shootout. Um I think the Chargers, um, I was looking up the, the number of yards they've given up. It's, it's one of the worst in the NFL over the first two weeks, mm-hmm. um, which hopefully will help help the Vikings. Um, you know, we've, we've not struggled in terms of putting up yards. Uh, Cousins and uh, Jefferson and Oliver you know, Addison, all of our wide receivers have, have put up good numbers. Um, he's got the weapons there. Um, so... I, I do think yeah, this this game could could end up being a bit of a shootout because we we haven't really improved defensively the way that we hoped to. Um, I think last year that was probably that and our, our offensive line to try to give Cousins a bit more protection were probably the two areas that we wanted to try and improve. Um, one thing that I was pleased to see this week was um, we, we've signed another guard, Dalton Rister, signed on. Mm-hmm. Wednesday morning, I think it was. Um, certainly earlier this week. Whether he whether he gets involved this weekend or not is another question. But 
Um, yeah, and obviously Carmack as well. Um, the news coming through that we've um, signed in for basically peanuts. I think it was yeah. the swapping a sixth and a seventh or something. Yeah, it, it basically is basically a nothing, a nothing trade. So yeah, pleased mm-hmm. to see that. I think I think it'll maybe light a wee bit of a fire under uh, Madison because last season he he looked perfectly serviceable whenever he came in. Um, you know, in front of Cook. Um, did, did more than a decent job and I think everyone has been pretty disappointed with, with how he's performed the past couple of weeks um, but you know, if you've not got the gaps there to, to run through, if you're running into a wall and, and the, the line's not giving you those opportunities that's that's no helping them either so um, hopefully yeah, get, getting a wee bit of a shake up there um, it's going to be interesting to see how, how Akers comes in and how they then play them Like what, what, what does he end up doing if um, they, they they share a kind of fifty fifty split, or if one becomes the becomes the goal line back, because um, that that was where uh, Madison was being used a lot last season, um, and it was pretty effective. So, um, yeah, I, I'd like to think that we'll edge it and get get the first win of the season. Um, I've got my got my t shirt on. I'm feeling confident. Got my skull t shirt on. I'll be be wearing it this weekend as well. Um, I think. See, offensively, I've got no concerns other than injuries because everyone's getting injured, and I'm just hoping we manage to avoid the the injury cost that seems to be uh, falling on everybody else. Um, from the Chargers' point of view, I don't know if, uh, if Eckler's still questionable. If we've had any update on that today, um, or if that's say this was yesterday's update, so that could be huge as well. If he doesn't, if he doesn't make the weekends, um, we're just gonna have to wait and see on that one. But. Yeah, I'm I'm going for the Vikes in a high scoring shootout. I think we're just gonna edge it, you know, home advantage. Um, hopefully we, we turn things around and start off the season proper. Yeah. Uh, Eckler wasn't even on the injury report. No, oh, right, well. It's coming back. Oh Khalil Mack was didn't participate. And for the Vikings, Christian Darasaw was limited and Josh Metellus was limited. That's it. Yeah. That was going to be my question, actually, for Smudger there, Dan, was uh, just what's happening with Darasaw, because, um, you know, even with, like, Kirk Cousins has been obviously working absolute miracles for you guys up front, because you, your line has been banged up, and Darasaw being out against the Eagles was a big loss, uh, especially yep. when you're going against, like, the edges and stuff they have. And then, again, with the Chargers, yeah, their defence, like, their cornerback safeties, even linebackers, like, don't look too good, but they do have some some decent players in that defensive line. So obviously the more O line help you can get back for this game. Yeah. It's gonna help. And Absolutely. I also think that I also think that's maybe something that's gonna help Madison a little yeah. bit as well. Yeah. Because for me, I, I've been surprised that uh I mean obviously there's no space for the abuse he was getting. No. You know, after the, no, the last no, game at all. Like, like it's not on like you know to me I'm kind of going like the guy's still trying his hardest or whatever out there. And some of it is just and again, no offense to the guys that have came in as your replacements. The it's just the, I know this all too well as the Bengals, like you know, having replacement linemen and, and how that can end for you. Yeah. So I, I think you guys have been doing the better. Like you know, offense isn't the problem, even with the line being down. Yeah, but the line, the line is defense. Just, yeah, yeah. But we lost Oliudo last. Yeah, last week he had that leg injury. He, he looks like that's him. That's him done for the, the season, that sadly. Sucks. Yeah, um, which is uh which is going to be a big loss. So. Yeah, for me, it's it's getting that a little bit of extra protection. So Cousins is trying to run for his life. He's um, yeah, I don't think you don't want Cousins running. <laughs> no, no, he's not. Yeah, I, th- I think she <laughs> puts it quite well. He can't scramble an egg, um, but <laughs> we'll see. 
we'll see if we can get him a bit more protection. Like I say, having, um, yeah, they having Rizner in might, might hopefully help yeah. a little bit with that. Um, yeah, we'll see how things go. But yeah, de- defensively is, is where it's hopefully going to show some signs of improvement. And hopefully under Flores, we're going to see that. Um, these yeah. things take time. Um, there is a learning curve there and, and it will take you know a good few more games I'm sure into the season to start to see the effect of that the, the, you know, it has been a rocky start but yeah we'll see see how things go going forward yeah so I mean, Scott, as the guy said like the, the Vikings defense uh, offense has been put up with stupid points in the fantasy in the last week or so um, they're all performing for my bench <laughs> for my bench <laughs> yeah, I mean I, well, I, I started two in bench too if I'd started all four and like, I would have won every game going right. uh, so well, that's going on. Do, you think, do you think the Vikings will take this or do you think the Chargers will get a chance I was going with the Vikings up until you said Brita wasn't in the injury report and he was fit I think they've got a better running game I think they're very similar teams in a lot of ways but I do think the running game for the Chargers is better than the Vikings. Mm-hmm. So to me, that would make me sway that way more. I said it's going to be a blowout and it might end up coming down to who's got the ball last. It might be as simple yeah. as that. But I do think what you're saying, Brita's um Eckler, you mean? Eckler. Eckler. Yeah, Brita's point for the Giants. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Were you saying were you saying Eckler is basically fit, then I think they, they take it. Ooh, who's guns? We're, we're writing this game right up. It's going to finish seven six now, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love it! Like just a just it's an absolute kicker face like, yeah. nine nine six or something like a kicker duel. Like. Uh, it's, it's probably like the the uh, nothing happening in the red zone. Just turning a few goals and one touchdown. Yeah, there's no way that is going to happen. In fact, no. I, I could see it. I could even see it being like an overtime. You know, last kick of the, the game to win a big dramatic like fifty yarder or something. That'd be awesome. I love that. That's well hold on a minute. Hold on hold on a minute, you're smudger. So it's gonna go to overtime and there'll be like a high pressure kicker moment to try and win the yes. game. So, that so means, the the fight can possibly go wrong. So I don't I don't know. Like um yeah, for for me looking at the game though, um yeah, I just I see it as being not a nine six game. I think this is going to be stupidly high scoring because uh, both quarterbacks have been playing well. Herbert looked good last week. Like him and Allen look look like they're back to kind of together as a partnership. If Eckler's playing too, I could see him feasting on your linebackers. Like, sorry man, he's just going to be throwing guys aside. <laughs> um, but the yeah, I could see this ending up with uh, I'm going to put it there as a really stupid score. Screw it, it's going to be like. 55 52. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was we'll going to say, let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Over 70 points, but Stu's going to be no, over 100. Over 100 points. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want to see. We're watching USC against Minnesota University here. Is that what we're watching? <laughs> <laughs> May as well be. I mean, it'd be fantastic. I just want to see Herbert and uh, Cousins just going at it. Like, it'd be absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah, I mean, as, as Keith likes him up, I'm a massive Herbert fan. I, I just think he's, as a thrower of the ball, I think he's one of the best in the game. He's just a yeah. natural thrower of the ball. He's technique, he's spiral. I just think he's a great quarterback. He may be one of these ones where not in the best situation. I think if he was in a better situation, he would be one of the top. Um, I'd still put him top five, top six, seven anyway. But yeah, just, that, just give him half a defence and then he'll be yeah. fine. <laughs> give him more than Joey Bosa. Aye, poor Bosa as well. 
I mean, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting one, and um, just purely a bit based on the fact that I like uh, here, but I'm going to go with the, the Chargers to, to steal this one. Not by oh, much. Boo to you too, Dan. Come on. I'm going to for... back in fantasy. Well, yeah. is, it's like I've got Burrow and Cousins on one team, so who do I start? That's the question. I've started with Burrow two weeks in a row, and it's not one. I'd, I'd so go Cousins this week, man. <laughs> I, I, I learned my lesson. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> I learned yeah. my lesson last week because I, I, I had a moment of doubt last week. It was prime time Kirk on a Thursday night, and I benched him. And he ended up taking about 31 points. And yeah. I just thought, no, 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 doing it again. So he's, he's starting this week. Yeah. Smudger, I have him in uh, in our dynasty league. And uh, I've started, I've benched him both games so far because I also have Trevor Lawrence. Because I keep waiting on Trevor Lawrence being Trevor Lawrence. And uh, he's so far not really showed up yet nope. for Jacksonville. But anyway, this week, um, I know I said the score will be 55 52, but I never said who to. Uh, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Yes. So, are, we, are, we, are we a Man. split split score then Scud who did you take uh, Chargers you took Chargers nice. okay Ooh, like two and two yeah. 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 I can cover that right. that's, that's, that was a good bit of summary of that game so from the two own two teams to the only game that's got two teams at two and oh this week um, so we've got both uh, we've got two Monday night football games this week we're going to go with the Eagles and the Bucks so Stu how's this one going to play out well, th- thank you, as you said earlier, or you alluded to earlier in the start of the show, for not picking the uh, the Bengals game, because I'd, we don't need to hear me sitting talking about Joe Burrow's injury for like 15 minutes, so... Um, and <laughs> well, like, the, me... into, as you said that, I just read he's kitted up for training this today, he's in uniform, ready to go for training. <sighs> it's one of these things where we... We don't really have a choice but to play him, but um, I'm sort of wishing we'd maybe just benched him for the first two games of the season because he'd be fine by now. Instead, I'm now talking about the injury I just said I wouldn't talk about, but I feel like he's now aggravated it and now we're running the risk um, of things going wrong. But anyway, back to what I'm meant to be talking about, the Bucks and the Eagles. So the first thing I'm going to say on it is uh, clearly there must be something in the water in Oklahoma because both quarterbacks involved in this game they were both Sooners and they both were pretty fantastic there I mean Hurts I'm kind of I'm bending the rules a little bit here because you know he obviously played for Alabama for the first few years but then he moved there uh, for his last year to replace Kyler Murray Um, but both of them Mayfield obviously won the Heisman Trophy Hurts finished second in the voting for the Heisman in the year that he was out or year he was up for it and I think so they're both looking pretty good. So you've got these two fantastic quarterbacks are going to be going at it together. And who could have said at the start of the year that we'd be sitting here two games in, letting the Baker Mayfield with the corpse of uh, Tom Brady's Tampa Bay Buccaneers sitting 2-0, and and he's sitting there like top 10 in the NFL for QBR rating, like only just, I think it's like 0.3 or something like that behind Patrick Mahomes. And then he's also ahead by a point or so of Russell Wilson, who's apparently back, and Josh Allen, you know, as well. So, Baker, he's doing it. He's looking good. He's right up there. Much to, the Brian, Jalen Hurts, much to Brian's delight. Much to Brian's delight. And, uh, he's, you know, he can basically sit here and say, like, I knew it. The Browns were wrong. We never should have ditched him. And, uh, honestly, I would agree with him because Baker, I, I, I had a lot of time for Baker as well, even when he was, he was with Cleveland. The Jalen Hurts, though, he's actually not, as much as they're winning games, I guess he's not really had to do all that much so far um, because he's sitting with, uh, what's his rating, 39.8 and he's right down near the bottom of the league, only marginally better than the guy we talked about earlier on today, Zach Wilson. 
So it's like uh, Jalen Hurts is actually not having, at least as a passer, is not having the best start to the year. Obviously, we're only two games in. We'll see how it goes. The Eagles are winning. They are a powerhouse. So I don't really expect that to, you know, I don't really expect that to continue for Jalen Hurts because uh, we know his quality. We saw it last year. So we could see him kind of going there. But uh, but yeah, no, I, I think this this one's just interesting, just kind of mainly for that. There, well, not mainly, there's lots of reasons, but for that whole kind of dueling quarterbacks coming from different sides and who would have thought Baker Mayfield would have been up there at this point in time, but here he is. Mm. Uh, Injury-wise, you know, we're looking at Philly, they seem to have guys dropping like flies, but it doesn't really seem to matter who goes down. They throw people in and they still seem to be able to do the job because, I mean, again, they're still winning games. Like, um, But the big, the big thing for them is, I think where we'll see is, I think it's slot cornerback. They've now lost their two starters there. So they lost, uh, what's his name, is it? Uh, McPherson, because it's nearly the same as our kicker's name. They lost McPherson in preseason. speaking of preseason injuries. He's out for the year. And then last week they lost Maddox, who was their, their backup. He was looking pretty good. He's gone, and they've now, uh, they've been trying out, and I don't know if they've signed him yet, but um, they've been trying out William Jackson III, who is, of course, a former Cincinnati Bengal, and I know a lot about him. So if he is actually back and over his back injury, because I think that's what screwed him up with Washington last year, they're going to be, you know, basically rolling in yet another high-quality top-end cornerback like into that system. And he is a slot specialist, so they should have no issues there. So uh, yeah, even even though they have these injuries, I think Philly are still going to be fine. Um, for the Bucks, they lost Jensen at the start of the year. That's their center. Um, but it doesn't seem to have made much of a difference so far because, like, again, you can maybe point out who they've been playing defense-wise and say, like, well, maybe we've not seen that much of an impact there. But the the role line does seem to be holding up even without them. Baker's only been sacked once on the season so far. So, to me, I think that's probably the key for the game for for the Bucks if they can keep the the defensive line of the Eagles out. That's their chance for victory because Baker does seem to be doing well and he's getting the ball to Evans and he's getting it to Godwin yeah I mean, I mean the Bucks you see the offense the, the weapons that he has out wide is he should be doing well with them and Mayfield is a very serviceable quarterback I mean he's not yeah. going to, he's not going to light things on fire but he's not going to light you down either he's going to give you what you need yep. uh, at, the, yeah. at that stage for, for the Bucks I mean obviously replacing Brady's impossible but they made a good transition towards it uh, Scud what, what do you think of this game um, I'm I'm surprised as you say there. I'm surprised the Bucks are doing no. Um, I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Like yourself, I've I've got time for Baker Mayfield. I thought he's in an ordeal wherever he's went recently about his attitude and all that. I think it's a pile of mince to be honest with you. But he was great, Nelly. Like uh, you know, they well, they, they they took I'm, talking about, I'm, I'm talking about Aye. Carolina and all that before they went to Aye. LA. But I'm just. Uh, he needs a place for a starting job, and I'm hoping this is a start of it for him to build up and grow. Um, but what I would say is, I just think they're going to struggle to keep him up on his feet, as you said I, there. I think the Phillies' lines ridiculous. They they win games by their two lines, their offensive line and their defensive, their defensive lines. Yeah. They've got lines, um, so I do think they're going to struggle to keep him upright. So that's why I can't see I see Philly winning it, but. As you said, Hurts needs to start showing what he showed last season a bit more as well now. He's got by two games, but it's a bit more like we said with Dallas. He's not having to win the games just now. 
But yeah. Prescott's not having to win, so he's not having to win them. The defend all the works they're doing, they're winning easily enough still. Have yeah, mind, it's run game, yeah, run game and defense is the way they've been doing it. Because obviously, I haven't even mentioned Swift yet. Uh, another, right. another star on my bench. Yeah, we did, <laughs> in, we fantasy. Told, in defense, we in our defense, we gave them sixteen points to start against us in week one. So <laughs> anyway, we gave them I mean, that, but it's just talking about Baker. I mean, Baker would have been a good choice for quarterbacks this year. Uh, he would have been fantastic, actually. Yeah, that would have been a great story. Yeah, the backstory, yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Who they've got, so you never know. It could be. Yeah, maybe this year. That may, 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 may Aye. Maybe that's why you're doing so well. It's kind of spun them on. Aye. Aye. It's spun them like kind of going in there, having to essentially, you know, replace Tom Brady, who's like stepped out and then he's walked in. And yeah, it's a good situation with Aye. the receivers he's got. Because, yeah, I mean, that's, what, that's one thing. That was one thing I wanted to kind of just mention as well is uh, Evans. Yet again, for about probably what the fortieth year in a row seems to be, or it seems like the fortieth year in a row is on track for over a thousand yards, quite easily, kind of thing. So, I mean, how much has he put up so far? Because that's uh, I had the number up there earlier, but no, he he was absolutely monstrous again last week. I get that it's against the Bears or whoever, but like uh, you know, he still has to do it. And also, again, the thing on it was something you mentioned earlier today, Dan, about the whole kind of. Convert, uh, converting third downs. Yeah, that was like one thing last week. Um, when I know Baker, they had a third and ten opportunity, like towards the end of the game, and he managed. He just threw it out wide to Godwin. They picked up the ten yards, got it, and that was what ended the game. So it's like Baker is able to do that. Like you know, you can put him in those situations, and he will make you that pass. Like if he has to. Yeah, I think so. Mike Evans got two hundred thirty-seven yards so far this season. There you go. So over hundred yards a game. 171 yards against the Bears last week on six catches. Yep. Averaged 28.5 yards last week. So he's, a, he's averaging just under the Bears. Yards catch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, even against the Vikings, he put up 66 yards with six receptions. So he's still averaging 11 yards per reception. Yeah, you know that's I mean? so first, first down every reception, essentially. It's like, you know, much, that's money. Um, <laughs> is this the best situation Mayfield's ever found himself in? So far, it's, it's the no, first there's day. No pressure on him. Aye, Aye. it's early days, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. There's no pressure on him. There's no, no expectations. expectations, exactly. Yeah, I think. I think and he's also where he's been in, like coming out as a rookie or a rookie, where he's went. It's not he's been not been like you say. It's he's not been treated probably the best. But falling into this team with those two wide receivers, uh, decent running back. I think he's. Yeah, Shad White's good. Yeah, yeah, a good a good uh, young so, tight end and Orton as well. Oh, so yeah, well, yeah so I mean, I yeah. think yeah. it's very similar to having a, a, a quarterback. Obviously, is your, your key player, but if you've got all those bits around about that can do it for you, as long as the quarterback's good, you don't need to be brilliant. As long as you've got all yeah. those people doing their job as well, I think that's the kind of situation Mayfield finds himself in at the moment. Yeah, yeah. that's what we and, and Stu. Just he, as long as he's serviceable, and and yeah. in this game, you, you you touched on it, Stu. He need, he needs to remain upright. You know the 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 Eagles. Um, their um, who is it? Their defensive tackle, uh, Jalen Carter, the rookie. Um, he's had he's had a brilliant start to the season as well in terms of like how many times he's able to pressure the quarterback. If if he's able to get to Baker, he's going to cause him massive problems. But if if they can protect him and he can be efficient, like not have not have silly turnovers, if they can avoid that, basically if they can, you know, if they're getting points on the board when they've got possession of the football. They're, they're going to at least stand a chance because, like you say, with all the weapons that Baker's got, 
it's avoiding mm-hmm. those silly mistakes, and that comes with the pressure that, that can get them. So the, the Eagles are going to be yeah. a stern test for that. Um, and that's where I think that's that's where the, the Bucks stand at the biggest chances if they can offer that little bit extra time, that little extra second or so where he can make those better decisions. Um, the Eagles are still massive favourites, obviously, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to, I mean, I want to say the Bucks up for obvious reasons, but I think the Eagles will just have a wee bit too much. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, yeah, Dan, I would say that too, like as much as like uh, we kind of turned this into the, the Bucks slash Baker show there. <laughs> The Eagles are too strong. Like I, I have them winning this as well. Like, you know, I don't know if it will be a complete blowout, but I, the Eagles will do what they need to do to win. Um, but what I will say for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and for Baker, uh, Baker has never been two and zero to start his career in the NFL or at any point. So even when he was that year where he was, you know, the Browns made the playoffs with him, they still lost the first game of the season or the second. Anyway, like they he never, you know, they went on a run later in the year to make it. Um, so what I would say is Tampa are looking quite good in that division kind of thing. Like I think they have a, a strong chance at pushing yeah. for the, the top spot there. So even yeah. if they lose this week, it's this isn't you know, no shame on them and like it's not mm. the end of the world to lose to the Eagles. Like, yeah, don't disagree. I don't think it would be a huge surprise either though. The box oh, no, for sure. I think you'd be like mm. fair play. So I'm close. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think this one's close. This one's uh, maybe not a 55 52, but I have this one more as like a 27 24. What? A 55 50? I thought you meant percentage there. I was like, what? No, I thought you were doing it. It's not about the Vikings score. That's a 55 52 game. But now nah, this one, I have more in that kind of 27 24, 27 20. Kind of, you know, what within yeah. a score, I think. Should be an interesting game to stay up and watch at 1 a.m. And I don't know if this is the 1 a.m. game or the 12, the midnight game. I can't remember. I um, just before we move on to the rest, just a couple of updates. Uh, I kind of gave you tough information a minute ago, Stu. Uh, Joe Burrow didn't train. Well, there you go. That's maybe the. Just to cheer you up. Uh, <laughs> all right, okay. And <laughs> pretty much every reporter that Diggs has done his, his ACL, everybody's pretty much saying that is what it is. So that's him done for the season. Uh, Eagles and Bucks is the quarter past. 12 UK time game, so that's the, the, the early game on Monday Night Football. All right, guys, so what we'll do next, we're going to do a pick on our six games. I basically just want one word answers for you on who you think is going to win them. I've picked them trying to make it the interesting ones, but as we spoke about on the chat or on matchups this week, were hard to find interesting games. <laughs> so we'll start every game, we'll go, we'll go around it clockwise. So we'll go Scud, Craig, Stu, right? So first one, Colts against the Ravens. Minshew starts. Who's winning that one? Colts. Great. Wow. <laughs> okay. I would love that. I would yeah. absolutely love that. I, I love I love the prospect of Minshew starting, but nah, Ravens for me. Stuart. Ah, just for the banter, I'm gonna go Colts as well. Scott, I'm with you. Like Mission Mania. Here we go. <laughs> I, mean, I, I want I want the Colts to know because I've got Zach Moss. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Ravens will win, but as long as Zach Moss is a huge game, I'll be happy. Yeah. <laughs> Next one, uh, Titans at Browns without uh, Nick Chubb. Titans. Titans. Yeah. Titans. Yeah, I'll go with that one as well. Uh, the two and zero Atlanta Falcons. Who's seen that one coming? Uh, the Detroit Not Lions. Me. <laughs> Lions. 
Ooh. Yeah, I'm going Lions as well. I'll be boring and say Lions to Lions. Yeah, the Lions should win it. Uh, I'm wasting the Lions, but I've been waiting for them to do something this season so far. And they've really done Same. <laughs> uh, I think they will win it. Uh, this one's an interesting one. I think it, it's a... Uh, the Bills at the 2 and all Washington Commanders. That doesn't sound right, does it? It doesn't sound right at all. The doesn't Sam Howell at the 2 and all Washington Commanders. Just because I want them to win the, the um, Commanders. So I nearly went with the old name there. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you did this, good. <laughs> Wait, I, I take it the name you meant was, the name you were going to say was Washington Football Team. Yeah, yeah. Yes. No, okay. I'm going. I'm going Bills because nobody has ever uttered the sentence the three and oh Washington Commanders. <laughs> so it's I know it fell off my chair. <laughs> um, I am going to go with the. I'm going to go Bills. Yeah, I, th- I can't see the Bills losing this one. Yeah, I've got to go the same way. Washington at two and oh. And I was at 2-0, I don't like I'm not comfortable with another team with 2-0 beside us in the division, especially not them. Uh, so I'll go, yeah, Bill as well. Next one, uh, but I think both teams are 1-1 one one here. I think uh, Ravens, uh, Steelers at Raiders? <coughs> Raiders. Ooh. Yeah. In Vegas, go for Raiders, yeah. I'm taking Raiders. Yeah, same. That's an easy one. Uh, and what else have I got? Last one. Sorry, Stu, you weren't meant to be on the podcast, but we weren't going to talk about it. Rams at Bengals. No, I'm, I'm obviously taking the Bengals. Like, regardless of what's happening, like, um, we may lose, but I'm going to pick the Bengals again anyway, because I always do pick the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Joe Burrows, we've got to finally turn up at some point. I think if he plays, he needs to turn up, and I think this will be the week. So I'm going to go uh, Bengals as well. Right, so next we're going to have our. Fantasy uh, studs and sleepers. So I think you guys are still on, so we're going to just go through the list. So, Craig, who's your stud and who's your sleeper for quarterbacks this week? Okay, well, so far, weeks one and two, the Cowboys have relied on their D as in defence, but this week it's going to be D for Dak. He is definitely going to be my stud this weekend. Will be a sleeper. Who's your sleeper quarterback this week? Who's going to surprise us? Well, we, we've we've discussed both already. Actually, um, we we mentioned Baker, um, but I've, I, I I did fancy a bit of Minshew. Maybe I don't think it's going to be enough to win the game, but I'm going for Minshew as a wee sleeper starter this weekend as well. Nice. Next, we're going running back too. My, my kids have just appeared back from school. They're coming down the stairs. That's what all the noise is. And Let's ask them what they think. Ah, okay. <laughs> I want to ask them what they think. <laughs> uh, Jeannie told me before she's a, a Green Bay Packers fan, but that's because Aaron Rodgers. So she's probably changed to be a Jets fan now. So anyway, we, we don't talk about the, the football anymore together. So <laughs> Anyway, r- running backs. Um, yeah, my study of the week. I don't want to go anyone obvious like McCaffrey, who I think will have a monster week, or Eckler. Uh, I'm going with Raheem Mostert. Um, purely because I think uh, last week Brian Robinson managed more than five yards of carry against that same defence. So I, I think Mostert's going to absolutely feast for Miami this week. And then my sleeper, 
maybe not so much of a sleeper, but uh, I'm picking him. Uh, Jameer Gibbs for Detroit. I think with Monty being injured, he, I think he might still play, but he's slightly banged up anyway. I think that Gibbs is going to benefit and finally put up some numbers. Yeah. Uh, wide receivers, Scott. Well, we touched on it. We do think it's going to be 55-52, so... Um, if that's going to happen, surely JJ is going to have a game and a half. Right. <laughs> um, but the guy's just done real. You say Kirk Cousins is servicing these wide receivers easily and making sure they're well fed. But as uh, JJ has to be. And who's your who's your going to surprise us at wide receiver this week? Um, I was going to go with Addison, but I'll go with Tank Dell against mm. um, the Jags for ten um, the Texans. Um, he seems to be stepping up to being the number one. Um, so nah, that's it. I've got a funny feeling he might because the Jags haven't been great, so could have a good chance of getting something there. Yeah, him and Nico Collins are both had a decent start to the season. Yeah, uh, so I'm gonna cover the D. So, uh, no, it can only be one stud this week, even without Trayvon Diggs. I'm still picking the Cowboys defense, I think, if they're setting the standard already this week. This year, yeah. um, I'm not sure who'll fill in for him. I've, not, I've never looked at the depth chart, uh, who'll fill in for him, but. Yeah, I still think we'll be again, especially against the Cardinals. I think it's going to be another blowout for us this week. Sleeper one, and we spoke about this team earlier on, and I said I wouldn't be surprised if they won. I'm, I'm going to go with my sleeper. I'm going to go with the Bucks. Yeah. I wonder, just wonder whether they can maybe do something against the Eagles this week. Like you said, Hutz hasn't really done much. Uh, we spoke a good bit about the Eagles' defense. I, I think they might not win the game, but I think the Bucks D could maybe limit the Eagles a wee bit. Um, mm-hmm. We'll see how it goes, but that's how we go with my sleeper. Uh, tight ends, back to yourself, Scud. Um, I, you can go between them both. You got Kelsey might have a game, but again, is he fully back, fully healthy yet? So I'll go with that, that game again. Just go back to another one of the... The 55-52? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fantastic. That's great for my fantasy team. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, no, that's, I think... I just I think the guy's brilliant. I thought it was great at the Lions until he went mm-hmm. there. I think it was a missing piece that um, the Vikings found. So no, I can see him having another big week this week, similar to last. Yeah, um, I hope you, the three players that you've picked for the Vikings, I've got them all in the one fantasy team. So I'm hoping that they actually do it this week. <laughs> you said look some in my fantasy leagues as well, mate. Uh, <laughs> uh, who's a sleeper? Who's going to surprise us at tight end this week? For the Lions. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So basically, he started the show a bit last week, so I think he's just got to grow and grow and help that team grow grow offensively. Yeah. Again, at the start of the season, I was was hoping that he was going to have a good season. I I think he's got a lot of potential, and I think, like you say, he just needs to break out a wee bit. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, that's a good good show, I think, as well. And also, we couldn't go anywhere else with the kickers apart for yourself, Stuart. So, got to be yourself. Uh, so my kind of fantasy stud of the week, I'm actually going to go with a rookie. I'm going with Jake Moody from San Francisco. The The Niners are obviously playing the Giants tonight, as we talked about, and the Giants are giving up points for fun, it seems like, and San Francisco are a juggernaut, so I kind of feel like they're going to roll into scoring range often tonight. And I mean, I know they if they're held up even a little, they're definitely kicking, so he's going to be getting points. Uh, then my sleeper, I'm going to go with somebody that Scud actually knows quite well and a team that I picked to win their game, which might be slightly against the grain, although we all picked the Titans. I'm going with Nick Folk. Uh, may, they might not be like 
totally, you know, their offense is one of those offenses where it's not totally potent, but Tannehill seems to do enough to move the chains. And you do have Derek Henry, who hasn't broke out yet. So is tonight going to be the night where he does it? Um, but sorry, not tonight, uh, this weekend. But I could see, uh, I could see them getting into scoring range often enough again that Nick Folk is going to be putting up points. Yeah, that's a good chance. Yeah. We spoke about yeah. kickers at the start of the season. Like, well, you pick a kicker whose team's going to score loads of touchdowns, or you're a team that you can get a kicker who'll get a field goal range quite a lot. That's the one you want. Yeah. That's, that's, that's going to get your fantasy points. Somebody's going to kick a lot of field goals. Yeah. So that's, that's a good, I think it was a good uh, six, uh, well, 12 picks as such. We went with the other guys. But guys, that's just coming to the end of, of tonight's show. It's great to have you all and having a discussion. Um, it's been a very interesting discussion with lots of talking points and lots of breaking news. Uh, as we discussed the week ahead, so thanks for the thanks for that, guys. No problem. Uh, everybody, thanks no for listening. Make sure you drop us a like, a sub, or follow on our socials. It'll be active and crew on all of those. Anything you want to hear the crew discussing, get in touch with us. Uh, the crew will be back in Monday night with the new view crew. Uh, until then, this has been your preview crew. Uh, I've been your host, Dan Connor, and these guys have been the crew. Thanks and goodbye.